when God says about himself that he is good. I mean, God can say that about himself, amen? That he is good. In Exodus 33, 18, 19, and he said, talking about Moses, said, please show me your glory. How many of you ever asked the Lord to do that? To show you his glory. I mean, his glory is what? Everything that's good, amen? Praise the Lord. And, and then he said, this is what God said, I will make all my goodness Pass before you. Hallelujah. And I will proclaim the name of the Lord before you. God is saying this about himself. I will proclaim my name before you. But I'm going to let all my goodness pass before you. How many of you God has passed his goodness before you? And showed you how good he is. Amen. And then he says, I will be gracious to whom I will be gracious. And I will have compassion on whom I will have compassion. And then it goes over into Exodus chapter 34 where he does it. This is what God does in Exodus 34, 5 and 6. It said, Now the Lord descended in the cloud and stood with him there and proclaimed the name of the Lord. Now God is proclaiming his own name. His own name. And this is, and, and the Lord passed before him and proclaimed. This is what he said. I love this. I love to say this. I love to read this because it is awesome. God says, the Lord, the Lord God, merciful and gracious. How many know God is so merciful? He is so merciful and he is so gracious. Aren't you glad he's a merciful God? He is a merciful father. Amen. And then he goes on to say, gracious, long suffering. Oh, I'm so glad he's long suffering. How many of y'all glad he's long suffering? I remember when I, I say this, I remember one time I was just getting ready to just tear little Stephen up. And you know what the Holy Spirit said, said to me? He said, what if I spanked you every time you did wrong? You know the fear of God came on me then, don't you? You better be glad the Holy Spirit spoke, Stephen. I'm glad he spoke too. <laughs> you know. So he's, he's merciful. He's long-suffering. And then he said, this, he's saying this about himself, guys. He says, abounding in goodness and truth. Full of goodness. Full of truth. Amen? And we're so thankful. How many of y'all happy about it? That he's full of goodness and he's full of truth. Full of truth. He is the truth. Amen? He is the way. He is the truth. He is the life. Amen. Amen. He is all of those things and more. He's full of goodness. He's so good. And he's full of the truth. He can't lie. He's not a man that he can lie. Not the son of man that he can repent. The Bible says, has he said and will he not do it? Has he spoken it? Will he not make it good? He's going to make it good because he is good. He is so good. Hallelujah. And then in Psalms chapter 31, verse 19, it says, Oh, how great is your goodness, which you have laid up for those who fear you. You know, not that we're afraid of him, but we have a reverent awe of him. Amen? We, we love him, and we believe what he said. We believe his word. But listen, this is what the Passion Translation said. It said, which you have stored up so many good things for us. Like a treasure chest. A treasure chest 
that's heaped up and spilling over with blessings. Isn't that that great? Everything. God has stored up all these things for us because we're his children and because he loves us so much. And I'm telling you, everywhere, if we just, you know, if we have our minds set right, we know that everything good comes from God. Everything good comes from God. Every good and perfect gift comes down from above, from the Father of lights. Amen. And you know, how many of y'all glad he's not like people? (laughs) Jesus, he's the same yesterday, today, and forever. Amen. And for that, I always say, and for that, I am so thankful. For that, I am so thankful. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. And then he goes on to say, for those who fear you, which you have prepared for those who trust in you in the presence of the sons of men. So you know what? We're going to thank God and praise him in the presence of all other people. In the presence of the sons of men. Amen. Praise the Lord. How many of you know you're not ashamed to praise and thank the Lord? We're not, you're not ashamed to say, God, you are good. Everywhere you go, you know, people can say, I mean, hey, what's something wrong with those people? They're fanatics. Oh, yes, we're fanatics for Jesus. We were fanatics for God because our God is so good to us. Amen. And we don't want to be sitting like a, you know what I say, a pickle in pickle juice or whatever, because we know God is good. You know, I heard a message by R.W. Schambach uh, last night. How many of y'all remember R.W. Schambach? Oh, yeah, I used to love to hear him preach. He used to come to Lakewood Church, you know, when Pastor Osteen would, would go out of the country. And he was talking about that. That minister that was ministering had all these 15 pages of notes and how he had already told them that he didn't want any noise in the church. You know, he didn't want anybody shouting in the church. And then he said he got half through, or halfway through his message and then somebody, a deacon, way in the back, go, Oh, glory! Is that scared the daylights out of that preacher? His notes went all on the floor. You know, it upset him, and you know, he closed the he closed the service, and so he went out there to the farm. The guy was a farmer, and he was out there. He just said, "I came out here to talk to you, man to man," you know. And so he said, uh, "He said, well, let's go in the house and drink some coffee." He said, "No, I don't want to drink no coffee. I, I want to find out what I said that made you shout." I know y'all, all y'all heard this this before, but anyway, he said, "I want to know what I said that made you shout." And so that farmer said, that deacon that was a farmer said, preacher, he said, it's nothing you said that make me, made me shout. He said, but when I think about the goodness of God, what he has done for me, what he brought me out of the miry clay, when he brought me out of the prison of captivity, of bondage, he said, hold my muse. I think I want to shout now. So, you know, I'm telling you, we are not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Amen. We, we are excited about what he has done for us. And so everywhere we go, people ought to know, well, what's wrong with those people? Well, we love God. And we're not ashamed of it. Amen? And we're not ashamed of it. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. And, and I'm going to just look at Psalms 55 verse 11 says, you crown the year with your goodness. I mean, God gave me that scripture at the beginning of the year. How many of you, God has crowned your year with goodness? Amen? He has crowned our year with goodness, guys. You know, and we ought to all be shouting all the time, really thanking God for what he has done. I'm telling you, he is so good. He is so good. And then Psalms 107, 8, 9, you know this because it's, it's in there a lot. Uh, it says, oh, that men would give thanks to the Lord for his goodness and for his wonderful works to the children of men. 
For he satisfies the longing soul and fills the hungry soul with goodness. I mean, are we hungry and thirst after him? Amen. More than anything else. Hallelujah. Glory to God. And it says it again in, in, in verse 15, 21 and 31. Oh, that men would give thanks to the Lord for his goodness and for his wonderful works to the children of men. You know, you are the children of men. Amen. So we're the ones that's going to give thanks. We don't want somebody that's giving thanks for us, amen? We know she's thankful for what you did for her. No, you say you're thankful. I'm thankful. I'm, everybody say, I'm thankful. I'm thankful for what he has done for me. So, so praise the Lord. So we have some people that are so thankful of what he has done for them. And so I think the first thing I want us to do, as the Lord reminded me this, last Tuesday night we were over at uh, Camden Fairview School. And you know what? There were 343 people that were ushered into the kingdom of God that gave their lives to Jesus. I think we ought to stand up and praise the Lord. Let's stand up. Let's stand up and praise the Lord on that. Yes, Lord. Thank you for those souls, God, that came into your kingdom, Lord. Lord, we are rejoicing. Lord, we thank you for a breakthrough. Breakthrough in Camden, Lord. Breakthrough in our school. Breakthrough, Lord, for the goodness, your goodness, God, your mercy. Lord, we thank you for saving them in Jesus' mighty name. Lord, you are so, so good. Glory to God. Glory to God. And you know what? What's so good about it? What's so good about it? I mean, the guy told him, said, now, if you're not serious, you don't mean business, don't come down here. And they still got up and came and gave their lives to Jesus. Amen. That's, that's worth shouting about. That's, that's worth rejoicing about. Amen. Praise the Lord. And so that's the first thing we wanted to thank the Lord for tonight. And then we have another testimony. This is about baby Asher. And so ba Mary Jones is going to come down here and um, give us a testimony, give us an update on what's been happening. Hallelujah. Thank you. How many of y'all love Mary and Gary and the whole family, their kids? Yes. We love you guys too. Uh, not being mom and dad, it's kind of hard for me to, to give everything that's, I can't retain it all. Basically, we had surgery yesterday, yesterday morning, and the, there were three goals. One was to put his intestines back together. The second was if he was doing good after they did that, they were going to put uh, a feeding tube in in the event that his feedings didn't work out the way that it is anticipated for it to be. We know better. Yes, we know better. And the third thing was circumcision. So they went in and they told us, they said, look, this surgery or this conglomerate of surgeries is going to take us no less than three hours. That's fine. Take your time. <laughs> Do what we know God has planned. Amen. You know. And uh, about an hour and 45 minutes, Gary, about an hour and 45 minutes later, they called Jeremy and Trina in. And we're going, ooh. Okay. They were done. With all of it. He did great. He came through with abundant success. And here he is. That was right after surgery. 
And as soon as the anesthesia wore off, he started pulling tubes. So he's doing good. He's a feisty little fella. Now then, our goal is, and be praying with us now. We know it's going to happen. We just believe God. We trust God. It's, you know, the Bible tells us in 1 Samuel, <coughs> please excuse me, 1 Samuel uh, chapter 1 and verse 27, for this child I've prayed, and the Lord has given me the petitions of my heart. So this is a done deal, guys. We're just watching step by step by step what God's doing. Now then our goal is for him to accept his feedings and to be able to take a bottle, which he's yet to have, four months old, and to come home. And they're saying that it's going to be July, maybe August. No, thank you, thank you, exactly. And we are just so thankful. And the next scripture that I had was, um, it's in Philippians chapter 1 and verse 6. Having confidence of this very thing, that he who has begun a good work in you will complete it. From our family, from our personal family, to our church family. And it extends way, way, way further than that. Thank you. For your prayer, for your love, for your faith. And standing with us, we love you more than we could ever tell. Hallelujah. Let's stand up and give the Lord another shout of praise. For this miracle, this was a miracle, miracle, a miracle, a miracle of God, a miracle of God. This is a miracle of God. Amen. Glory to God. God is so good. You know, when we were, went to the um, prayer and prophetic conference in January and, and Asher was born December 18th. And this, guess what? It was the year of Asher. We knew, it, it, we knew that was prophetic. Amen. Praise the Lord. All right. The next testimony is going to be. Mr. Dory. Come on, Mr. You know what? How many of y'all know? Everybody knows Anita's wonderful, powerful miracle. But Mr. Dory has a powerful testimony also. Praise the Lord. Well, I'm going to start off this testimony with a uh, pact that Miss McCray and I made about 10 years ago when I was leading praise and worship on Sundays. And I said, Miss McCray, she kept saying, we're going to tag team. We're going to tag team. We're going to preach together. I said, all right, I'll preach with you one night if you'll sing with me on the praise team. Okay, so I, I'm giving my testimony tonight, so y'all help me hold her to that. One of these days. One of these days. Praise God. No, but I'm so thankful uh, for God's goodness. And man, Sunday meant so much to me, and I know it did to you, uh, just proclaiming God's goodness and all the testimonies and of course, Anita's testimony just, you know, just brought back how good God is. Amen. But uh, three years ago, uh, I was attacked with uh, AFib. My, my heart was had an irregular heartbeat. And uh, if you know my schedule, I didn't have time for that. So, <laughs> and uh, 
But I, I, I slowed down and, and uh, talked to Pastor and what my wife and I were praying about, uh, how to, what, what steps to take and how to, how to you know, look through it and pray about it. So we went, went to Little Rock, went to the doctors, and they said, yes. I said, your heart muscles are very weak, and we've, it's going to take a, quite a season of time to build them back up. And we're going to do that through different methods. And but you know we, we we're going to work with you. But it's you know you're you're pretty down on the list. So as far as strength of your heart, so it's going to take a while. So I said okay. Came back home. He said, but we want to run a series of tests. I said okay. So he came back home, and you know how they scheduled the next test, and it was like two or three weeks later. So he came back home and talked to pastors about that, and and got into the word and trying to figure out you know what path the Lord was going to take. We knew God was going to take care of it, but God has a lot of different ways of doing things like that. So we were praying, and uh, you, all of you know me, that know me, I love music, I love songs. And so we were praying about that, and I, listened, I was listening to Caleb, and I heard this song on there, and I was just, I've never heard that song before. So I turned it up a little bit, and some of you might remember three years ago, Danny Gokey had a song. It said, Tell Your Heart to Beat Again. I had never heard that before I started praying about that. Now, that, had a, that was written for a spiritual connotation, Tell Your Heart to Beat Again with the Lord. But I think the Lord gave that to me. You know, I could talk to my heart and say, You will beat again. You will beat regularly. And so uh, I never bought the CD, but I, I searched that on Google many times and played that more times than I. But God gives you an assurance, gives you a promise, gives you the scriptures. One of the scriptures that Mary, they gave to Mary, uh, he who began a good work in you will be faithful to complete it. And I believe that. So bringing it, bringing it down from there, I went back in uh, two weeks, got those tests taken and uh, I mean, you know how they run you through the mill, all those, all those tests. And uh, the doctor says, well, I don't really, I, I, you have a little AFib, but I don't see the weakness that we saw two weeks ago. You know, he was just shaking his head. And I said, well, uh, you haven't been to my church. Uh, there's, there's a reason for this. And just to bring, to fast forward it up, God's just progressively, progressively brought it up. I was going back every three months, going back every six months. So I went about three or four weeks ago for my six-month checkup. And he said, uh, now, why are you here? <laughs> so now he's released me to once a year. So I just believe God and thank God. Thank you for your prayers and all you've done. Let's stand up, Let's stand up and thank the Lord for sparing Brother Merle's life and for healing his heart and and Lord, I, God is so good. Amen. Lord, we just thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Hallelujah. I'm telling you, those uh, testimonies are awesome. And, and we have another testimony. Uh, this couple is Monica and Eric Tollefson. Y'all know them? Come on, Eric and, and Monica. They're gonna get, they have a powerful testimony to tell you, a miracle testimony. Where is Miss Monica? <laughs> I'll see you at school tomorrow. Well, it's kind of, sometimes it's kind of hard to come behind powerful testimonies, testimonies we hear this evening, but you know, I'm going to tell you right now, God has been so good. He's so good. I mean, 
I'm going to start this off because, you know, I have, I'm relatively new to this Christian life. It's only been a few years now that I've been back in the church. And, and uh, knowing that God has looked out for me the whole time, whether I've been out there lost, whether I've been, you know, falling down or, stay, or picking myself up, he's always took care of me and lined my paths. And, 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 he, and a lot of times he's placed angels or people in my path. And this is where I'm going to go. <laughs> if I start choking up, I'm, I, I apologize, but I'm just, it, it, it's tears of joy, I'm going to tell you right now. This is all got to do about my daughter. And uh, I'm going to tell you, my wife come to me early, in the early 2000s, she was working for CASA. You know, she had freshly out of, high, freshly out of college and, and working pro, probation, and she just had this, had this, inkling her where she was going to save the world she was all she was going you know and and, and the, she had this path that she was going to be a casa worker and uh i didn't know what it was but you know and she explained it to me and and she did her volunteering her training and she got placed uh, with this little girl and this you know this little boy and her brothers to represent them they had uh, been taken from this, their parents for failure to thrive and drug abuse and, and, and other issues, you know, and Monica was, a, and they were currently all in foster care. And I, I really don't know the details, but all I know is there was, a, there was two of them in one foster home and at least one in another one in Little Rock, so they had already been separated. Well, I'm laying in bed one night, clear as day, you know, it's about 9 o'clock, and my wife comes into me and she's like, just like, uh, I want a daughter. <laughs> and I was like, you know, just just like, you know, she come at me like she wanted a puppy dog or something, you know. She, and really, she's, she's had cats and dogs all her life. And, it, you know, so I was like, where did this come from? And she sat there and she explained to me the situation with this, my daughter. How, uh, at this point in time, my daughter's less than three years old and already spent a year and a half of her life in children's hospital. You know, for failure to thrive, you know, respiratory distress. And she, you know, she, at the time, she had a feeding tube. At a time, she had a trach. She couldn't sit up straight. She couldn't speak. You know, all she could do is just look at you with them big doe eyes, and, and that was it, you know. And she didn't, she, so, she, you know, I was like, well, you know, I done had the two boys that I thought ruined me from kids, but she, uh, she, she talked me into it. I said, well, you know, I don't, you know, I didn't want, don't want to sound callous when I say I don't care, but I was like, you know, if we got the financial means to help this little girl have a better life than what she did, we have the, we have the room and we have the love to share with her. You know, and 20 years, 18 years later, how am I supposed to know that God placed her with us? Because she, we've learned more about ourselves and she's helped us more with us than we have could ever taught her, you know, it's all been God. So testimony after testimony, I could go on for for two days on this thing from the milestones that, you know, they said she'd never walk. They said she'd never sit up straight. She never, they said she'd never eat. She never would drink a glass of water, you know, because she'd re- aspirate it out of her lungs. And she, you know, well, she she got, she, you know, we used to have to feed her with a feeding pump and it would, through her feeding tube with a little can of milk, and that was what she got. 
time after time, you know, a little milestone, you know, we, first we got the feeding tube removed. And then we, you know, years go by, and, and, and she's, she's sneaking drinking all the time. And she, once she got that little taste of cold water, she was, it was, she couldn't keep her from it. So, you know, and, and years go by, and she's, she's talking now, you know, a little bit, and, and but she's walking. She's, you know, she's, she's, She's running, she's walking, she's playing, she, you know. And then, then, they, then they say, all right, we're going to go in, we're going to take the trach out now. So, we're, so she's able to drink. And we just thought that was the greatest. I mean, we just we prayed in the Lord that she finally could drink water on her own. But God wasn't done. God was not done by a long shot. You know, I'm going to back up about two steps because, you know, we was at her foster parents for... A little while while we was doing this training thing, and, and it seemed like every two steps we tried to get to 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 adopt her, that we was getting attacked on it. So we finally just broke down. We had to get a, an attorney for it, you know. And, and uh, at that point in time, that the attorney that was here was Greg Parrish, and uh, I, I love him to death. I mean, as as far as what he did for us, because he did the whole adoption free of charge. You know, free of charge. And it seemed like just as soon as he got on board, the waters parted, people of influence were in our path. I mean, it right even to the judge was on our side. And, you know, say, we're, we're, we're not going through this trial period. This is done and over with right now. You got her. She's yours. Be blessed, you know. And that's what, and so... We get her enrolled in school, and she's going through school, and we just, you know, uh, we're just thinking, you know, just taking it day by day, you know, and, and, and whew, it is, it, it, one thing is after another, like I said, she has, she, she had the feeding tube taken out, she's had the trachea taken out, she's, she, she's, was in, and, and, and she's always, she even went through regular school until about the what, fourth, third, fourth grade. And that point in time, we had to make a hard decision because if we left her in a straight class, she would have had to been succumbed to the, to the, uh, the benchmark standards for graduation. And we knew at that point in time, she still had a delay. You know, she had been diagnosed with, with fetal alcohol syndrome. So, I mean, she's... <clears throat> had a battle the whole way, but she, we finally got her into, you know, they they said at that point in time, if we don't put her in a, in a closed classroom, you know, so I, it was a hard choice, but we said, all right, we're believing for that she's just got a delay, that she's going to catch up. She's going to catch up. <laughs> well, <laughs> but, Yeah. You know, I, I'm I'm rambling. I tell you, I'm gonna talk about her for 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 a long time because that baby girl right there. She she's helped me. I, like I said, she's helped me more than I've helped, I've even thought about helping her. You know, and it, I love her to death. I'm so proud of her. I mean, it's just been leaps and bounds. She was able to graduate high school. You know that that was awesome. You know, and, and she, she could get a driver's license right now. If she if if we let her. You know, <laughs> but. But you know, it's, it's, she's so smart. She's so smart. Anybody that could, anybody that's ever met her, 
knows just how caring it, and and just pure she is. I mean, it, but all, but they've always she's always had that little light about her that to to keep her moving forward. He is. I just want to say, just real short, they said she would never sit up. They said she would never walk. They said she would never go to school. That she would never talk. But our God said, you didn't write this book, I did. How do you? Oh, did she get interviewed today? She had a job interview. She's been in the project search program at the hospital, and today she had a job interview, and she got the job. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. She, she told me this when she came in, that she had an interview and that she, she got the job. She got the job. Hallelujah. Our God is so good. Amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I know that, um, Brother Willis, I didn't talk to you about that because I couldn't find you at first, but I mean, you know that we have been in the Plaza Hotel in Pine Bluff and that, um, you know, we had been there for a while and we knew that God had something, something better for us to, to, a better place for us to minister in. And so, but God used uh, Brother Willis. He used Brother Willis. It's a supernatural thing of God. Brother Willis, could you come here for just a moment? Let's give the Lord. How many of y'all love Brother Willis? I told him, he's on my top ten best preachers <laughs> that I love. And, and Brother Willis, could you just give a little short a testimony about how you met the people? And this is how we are in the building that we're in now. Della should make it short. As I went by her, you know, but... Uh, <laughs> you know, so I have to sort of submit. Uh, but... You say, it's hard to say to a preacher, will you come here just a moment, Brother Willis? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. We yeah. Give me just a few, a few moments. More than yes. one moment. Yes, amen. No, no, well, I had nothing to do with this, really. Uh, it's just the sovereign work of the Lord. Uh, I was, I haven't gone to Pine Bluff a lot. Uh, you know, uh, occasionally we've been up a few times. and uh, But last summer, it was, uh, they were having a special prayer declarations over the church or something and we had of course two cars and one of them it was right in the heat of summer one of them was uh the air conditioning was tore up on it and if i it must have been around a hundred that day i don't know what it was but in the morning service over here uh the lord spoke to me and said i want you to go to pine bluff tonight and i want you to go in that uh car without any air conditioning and uh and so you know how you always test the lord's word and i said First, you hear it, oh, okay, whatever, you know. Then he kept coming back to me. So I said, okay, Lord, I'm going to do it. So Della didn't go with me that night. She didn't get in that hot car. I had no one probably won't ride with me. But anyway, I took off, went up there, and we had prayers and declarations. And when I got up to pray, the only thing that really kept coming to my mind was, well, just pray and declare the Lord going to put people of influence around y'all here that will really, really help in this situation. And so that's what I did. So we had a, a good time. Brother Don, Sister Delma said, we really appreciate that. We really believe the Lord wanted you to do that. And 
that's going to be important. So we go on and let's see. It's um, I don't know if it, it was for the end. Maybe no, maybe after the start of this year for the end. I think it was summer before last I went. Not I can't remember for sure. But anyway, sometime toward the end of the year, first this year, I was up in Little Rocket, Cole's Department Store, back there, and uh, I'm just leaving the men's department, about to go through the ladies' department. I hear three ladies talking, and and one of them saying, "You better not say that you think it's okay just to divorce your husband, and you don't really care what God thinks, and all about that." And I'm standing there, and then all of a sudden, a Norton comes on me. And so the young girl is saying, uh, but she, she don't really care. And I turn and I say, what? You don't care about God's plan for your life? You, don't, you mean the God who created you and brought you into this world and formed you for his glory, and you say you don't care? And about that time, I find out it's the mom and the grandma, and they said, whoa, God done sent us somebody here. <laughs> and so we get to go on, and, and she's listening, you know, and uh, I think it did go to a divorce, but, but anyway, she's listening, and so we keep talking to me, and I just encouraged her. I said, you know, you've got mother, and the grandmother was really trying to tell her she needs to get her life straight back to God. So we talk a while, and then she wanders on off, and we talk a little bit. And uh, I said, where'd she go? I said, we need to have prayer here before we leave. And so I, I, she was over there. I said, come back, come back over here. We're fixing to have prayer. So... Right there in Cole's apartment store, about her head, and we prayed. And I found out there's Dr. Mary Lydell, and I told him about she was from Pine Pine Bluff. Her mother and her mother and the uh, her granddaughter. Well, let's see, Sister Mary. She's the she's the mother, and then the grandmother, and then the other one is that lives in Little Rock, and her daughter. So she, we prayed. I said, we have a couple in Pine Bluff that. You know, they, they're starting a church up there. They've been starting a church. And I said, uh, uh, she's, I said they're really looking for a place, you know, go and they have services. But they're, she said, well, uh, I'm Dr. Mary Lydell. She said, I'm good friends with the mayor in Pine Bluff. And she, I said, well, I'm going to get your name and give it to Brother Donald Sister Thelma. So long story short, see, I'm getting short right now. I'm gonna, and then, you know, when I get real short, I have to spit in my talking. Y'all, if there's no real quick, and they're, they're talking a lot quicker. So, you know, he's like quick. And so, so I give it to them. Not long they contact with them. It's a month or so. But all of a sudden they get together, and all of a sudden, out of that, out of all that over that period of time, just being obedient, God wove something together and used that lady to bring them to the mayor and get the building there. Hallelujah! Thank the Lord. Hallelujah! It was God. Amen. It's not by might nor power, but it's by the Spirit of God. Amen. Praise the Lord. I'm going to listen. I got a really, really, really short t- testimony from somebody in Pine Bluff. This woman said, I, I had a visit with the ear, nose, and throat doctor. He checked me, looked down my throat with a bright light. He told me I was having spasm in my esophagus and also said I need to see a GI doctor, which I already had an appointment with. And so she said, um, they were thinking possible cancer or a sign of it in the neighborhood. And says, uh, through the power of prayer, she had that, um, that, sur- that, not the surgery, she had that kind of a, a, a detail in the doctor's office and there was no cancer. So she said hallelujah to that. Okay, and then in October, she was scheduled for MRI on her brain and her neck. And then she got her results back and said for the reason that was having the MRI, the doctor suspected fluid on the brain. 
that I, I was told no no fluid. She had a few small blood vessels, but she had uh, that that had shrunk and a few white spots. She said, which are called lesions. She had lesions on her brain. She says, well, the doctor suspected cancer and many many small strokes and a buildup of cholesterol, but none of those things were so. None of those things were so. The, even the suspect of cancer and everything else. And so she calls us. She thinks she thinks uh, the name of our church is Victory Faith Church. And so. She said, I thank God for the power of prayer. She said, the power of prayer. She said, I can't do anything without our Father, the Lord Jesus Christ, and the church body of believers. So she said, to God be the glory. Amen. Hallelujah. Let's, let's everybody stand. How I many of you know God is still working miracles today? He is still doing good things for us today. Amen. Praise the Lord. And so, listen. How many of you, let, if you want to come to the altar in front of, in the presence of all these people and just thank God for his goodness, amen, to the sons of men. So let's just, just come down in front of everybody and give God thanks for what he has done, for saving all those souls, for changing, uh, for healing Brother Merle, for, for, for Eric and, and, and Monica's daughter, Deborah Kay, amen, for this one was healed of cancer and for God giving us that building. Lord, it's just God. It's God that he is so good. Hallelujah. So we just want to thank you, Lord, in front of, in the presence of all these people. Lord, we want to thank you for your mighty working power. Lord, we just want to say you are so good. You're good all the time. And we just want to let the world know who you are and what you do for us. God.